Chapter 4 of Captivating Bible Stories for Young People This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Captivating Stories for Young People by Charlotte Mary Young Fourth Sunday, Abraham and Lot First Reading Escape for thy life, look not behind thee. Genesis chapter 19, verse 17. There was a beautiful valley, with steep hills shutting it in on all sides, and a clear, swift river running through the midst and spreading into a lake. There were fine fields and rich grass, where sheep, cows and goats could feed, and the shepherds sheltered themselves under the palm trees. And on the bank of the river were five cities, with strong walls round them and full of rich people, who bought and sold and made merry with the good things they possessed. There was one man living among them who was good, and was grieved by the wicked ways of the men round him, who only laughed at him if he tried to tell them of better things. One evening two strangers came into the city where he lived, and he was the only person who would take them in and shelter them from the wicked people in the street. Those strangers told him the place was to be destroyed, with all that were in it because it was so wicked. Though the fields looked so quiet, the walls so strong, and the sun had gone down as usual, all would be ruined in a few hours' time. Then the strangers took hold of him and his wife and daughters, and led them almost by force away from their home in the dawn of morning, bidding them escape for their lives to the mountain and not look back. They were frightened, and begged not to have to go so far as the wild mountain. Might they not go to the little city near at hand? and their wish was granted. Just as the sun had risen, they entered the little city for which they had begged, and as soon as they were safe, the four towns that had seemed so strong and firm were all burning with fire and brimstone, and all the sinners who had mocked at warning were soon lying dead under God's awful anger. Four alone had been led out of the city by the strangers, but even of these only three came into the city of refuge. The wife did not heed the warning, not to linger, nor to look back. The deadly storm overtook her, and she remained rooted to the spot, a pillar of salt. The names of those cities were Sodom and Gomorrah, and the one good man who was saved by the mercy of God was named Lot. And now a strange gloomy lake called the Dead Sea covers that valley with its heavy waters, and the bare rocky hills crusted with salt show that the curse of God is on the place. Let us try to carry home one thought from this terrible history. This world will one day be burnt up like those cities, and its looking safe and prosperous now does not make it safe, but God sends messengers to lead us out of it. If we attend to them and follow their advice, we shall through all our lives be getting out of danger and going on to a safe home in heaven. But if we care only for the pleasant things here, it is like looking back, and our souls will perish with what they love. That is why our Saviour bade us remember Lot's wife. We should remember her when we are tempted to think it hard to give up anything pleasant because we are told that it is wrong and may put us in danger of God's anger. Second reading. Now I know that thou fearest God, seeing that thou hast not withheld thy son, thine only son, from me. Genesis chapter 22 verse 12. By and by, Abraham had a son, one only son, whose name was Isaac. All the promises God had made 
were to be for Isaac's children after him, and Abraham loved God and hoped all the more. But then God called Abraham to do a strange and terrible thing. He was to go and take his dear son Isaac to the top of a hill and there to offer him up to God as if he had been a calf or a lamb. Of course, in general, to do such a thing would be shockingly wicked. But Abraham knew that when God commanded a thing, it must be right to do as he was bidden, however dreadful it was to him. So they set out together. Abraham took the knife and a vessel with fire in it, and Isaac carried the wood with which the sacrifice was to be burnt. On the way Isaac said, My father, behold the fire and the wood, but where is the lamb for a burnt offering? And Abraham answered, My son, God will provide himself a lamb for a burnt offering. Isaac soon knew he was to be the lamb, for his father put the wood in order, and bound his limbs, and took the knife. And Isaac did not complain or struggle. He was ready, like his father, to do the will of God. But just as Abraham had the knife ready to slay his son, an angel called to him out of heaven, Lay not thine hand upon the lad, neither do thou anything unto him. For now I know that thou fearest God, seeing thou hast not withheld thy son, thine only son, from me. Then Abraham unbound his son, and was glad as if Isaac had really risen from the dead, and he saw a ram caught in the thicket by its horns. So he took that, and offered it up instead of Isaac. Thus God really provided a lamb for a burnt offering. And he blessed Abraham more and more, and promised again that his children should have the land, and that in his seed should all the nations of the earth be blessed. That seed was our blessed Lord Jesus Christ, who, you know, was really given by his heavenly Father to die, and then come back from the dead, that all people might be saved by him. Third reading. I am a stranger and a sojourner with you. Genesis chapter 23, verse 4. Abraham and his wife Sarah had lived together many years, but at last Sarah died, and Abraham wanted to bury her. You know, in all the country, he had not one morsel of ground of his own. He was a stranger there, but he knew it would all belong to his children by and by. But he wanted to make sure of the one bit where his wife should lie, so he went to the prince to whom Hebron belonged, and begged to buy a field with trees in it, and a rock where there was a deep cave that was called Machpelah. The prince said he would give it, but Abraham could not feel sure that it would be always safe till he had bought it, so he weighed out the price. It was not in little bits of money like ours, but lumps of silver, all the same weight, and each with a mark stamped on it, four hundred of them. Then the cave was given to Abraham, and he had his good true wife Sarah buried there, rolled in linen with spices. He was buried there afterwards himself, and so was his son Isaac, and Isaac's son after him, in the cave of Machpelah. That cave has been kept sacred ever since. There is a building over it now, and no stranger is allowed to go into it, but deep down there is a golden grating, and far within lie these holy men and women of old. Their bodies are waiting to rise again at the last day, and then, I hope, we shall see them and know them. End of chapter 4